What's up, fam? You're about to hear a message from Hope Valley Church in Denver, Colorado. We are a new, Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible church and campus ministry in Denver, Colorado. Whether you've been walking with Jesus for like a day or a whole lifetime, we trust that this message will help you take your next steps to follow him. If you're in the Denver metro area, we would love for you to come and worship with us. You can check us out at our website at hvdenver.com to learn more. Also, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, however you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Oh, and share. Now, let's jump in. Hey everybody, Happy New Year. Great to be with you today via video, but I cannot wait until next Sunday, January 8th. We're going to be kicking off a new series called The Vibrant Christian Life. And we're going to step out of Luke for just a moment to cover this uh, three-week series that I think is uh, maybe one of the most important series that we've ever uh, approached as a church. So I cannot wait to be with you uh, in person going through that series. But before we get there, I think this lays a great foundation and framework for everything we're going to be talking about for the rest of January. A couple of years ago, uh, my wife received uh, a, a ring as an inheritance from her great-grandmother. Uh, the story is that this ring came over from Sweden when her family immigrated over. And it was, a, it was a ring of great value and we cherished it very, very much. And we kept it locked away and kept it safe because it was of such great value. And then one year, I got it in my head that I was going to get the ring resized for Megan uh, for our anniversary so that I could both express my love to her, uh, also give her something of great value that I wouldn't have been able to afford on my own. And, and also it would have sentimental uh, value that exceeded any of the monetary kind of uh, factors that were at play. So I took this ring in secret to a, to a shop where I had purchased her, her engagement ring and some other things that I had purchased for and she liked. So it was somebody that I trusted a lot. And when I walked in, I handed them the ring and I told them the story and, and they took it. They were so excited to resize this for us. And uh, then, then the clerk said, uh, so hey, let's, let's take a look at what we've got. And so they put it down on the counter and got out some, some, some testing solutions so that we could know what kind of metal we were working with and we could, uh, so that we could, you know, resize it appropriately and not damage the, the ring or the stone in the process of resizing it for Megan's hand. And as they tested the ring, what we learned was that the metal that we thought was gold was actually some sort of alloy that wasn't gold at all. And it turns out the stone that I thought was an emerald was actually not a stone at all. It was some sort of <laughs> pretender colored stone that wasn't an emerald. And, and so I went from cloud nine and giving my wife this thing of great value to the feeling of having a plastic toy ring in my hands. Now, the ring still maintained certain values sentimentally and otherwise because it's something that we did, that we did get from her family. Uh, but it, it, the thing that I thought had great value didn't have the value that I thought it did. As we consider our New Year's resolutions and as we stand at the beginning of a new year and you might be goal setting for finances and relationships and job and housing and all the ways that we might set goals, um, I, I want to encourage us today to consider uh, what we're going to approach in the book of Luke, uh, that sometimes the things that we place the highest value on and think carry a very high value actually have a low value. And sometimes the things that we think to be low value actually have a very 
high value. Let's look at Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 27. It says, And Jesus said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the Father and of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. This is God's word to us. Father, help us to put proper value on the things that carry value in your heart, in your mind, and in your kingdom. Help us not to overvalue the things that might be our, our reflex priorities. Help us to embrace all that you have for us in this life as we prepare for the next. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see Jesus talking to his disciples. And after last week, we know that Jesus uh, tells the, the disciples that he's going to die and he's going to rise from the dead. Um, and now he's, he's helping them to see that this isn't something that just Jesus is going to do. This is something that he's inviting them to do as well. I think about uh, my, my trainer at a, at a previous gym. He'd be like, hey, today I'm going to be doing this. And I'd be like, wow, that's absolutely incredible. I'm happy for you. And he'd say, and you're going to do it with me. And it was absolutely terrifying to hear those words, inspiring, but terrifying. And I see Jesus doing the same thing for them now. But everything that he's inviting them to do is kind of the opposite of what they expected to do. And I think one of the greatest disillusionments that we have with the Christian life today is that we think that it's going to make us happy and it's going to make us wonderfully uh, wonderful and it's going to inspire, we're going to, we're going to be inspired by our own life instead of being inspired by the life of Jesus. What I want to submit to you is that is, is three things that when we follow this invitation of Jesus to give up our life, we gain three absolutely critical things. We gain, um, we gain the opportunity to be the most human. We invite the power and presence of God into our lives and we get something more valuable than we could ever create for ourselves. I want to speak to those three points very quickly. The first idea that we are the most human. When we recognize that human achievement is more than gaining more money or popularity or fame or Instagram likes or Snapchat shares, however that, however that works. When we recognize that, we place ourselves in a position that allows us to understand even more of what it means to be human than we do when we chase after those endeavors. Because to be human is to be a physical person, a spiritual person, and a soulful person. But so often what we do is we prioritize one of those things over the others. We prioritize our physical comfort or our physical comfort or our physical success or our soul comfort or our soul success or our spiritual comfort or our spiritual success instead of embracing all of those things at the same time and together. The human experience uh, can only be really had in its fullness when it's identified with Jesus and the life that he invites us into, the mission that he's prepared for us, and then walking in the fullness of that. And it's impossible to walk in the fullness of God's mission for us without him, as Pastor Megan highlighted just a few weeks ago. 
that we're invited into a place where we would do and experience impossible things unless God comes through on our behalf. Second, that we invite the power and the presence of God into our lives when we give up what we can do for ourselves. Now, I'm not saying don't make plans for the year. I'm not saying don't make financial plans or relational plans or business plans or career plans. Do all of those things, but, but that is not where our hope and that is not where our, our strength and our comfort can come from because those are things that we think will serve us, but we end up serving them instead. The reality is that when we give up our right to ourselves, we give room for God to move on our behalf. I've got a lot of illustrations today, but I think a lot about uh, a story I heard many, many years ago about a little girl who was clutching a, she had her favorite uh, pretend pearl necklace and she cherished this thing from a young age. And as she grew up, her parents decided that it was time to give her a pearl necklace, uh, an actual proper pearl necklace. That, but when it came time to give it to them, the parents said, hey, we want to we wanna give you something nice, but first you have to give us this pearl necklace. But the girl refused to give up the pretend pearl necklace because she only knew what she had and she, only, she, she was only comfortable uh, holding on to what she, she knew about and she was unwilling to release the grip of the old thing and receive the new thing, even though the new thing was of higher value. I think that's the way we are with our own accolades, our own progress and our own success. It's like, God, I can, uh, why would I give up my own progress for something that, that I'm not sure of? Uh, and the answer to that question is because it's an act of faith and trust in the one who made us and formed us and invited us into this life. But when we choose weakness, we make room for God's power to move on our behalf because it's a declaration that our faith and our hope is in Him and in Him moving and not our own ability to defend for ourselves. Finally, this, when we, when we give up what we can do for ourselves, we inherit something far more valuable than we can make for ourselves. The reality is everything that we can do for ourselves in this life has an expiration date except for the things that have eternal value and consequence. When we choose to prioritize the temporary over the eternal, we're really trying to find all of our comfort, all of our strength, and all of our hope in this life that's only supposed to be a signpost to the future life that God has for us. God wants to uh, offer us a something far more enduring and long-lasting than any rays could offer us, than any comfort can supply us. Whatever we can buy is going to fade away or break or um, at the very best be handed down to another generation. But whatever can be given from God himself can be cherished for the rest of time. In all of your plans to make 2023 a wonderful year, I want to encourage you, I want to invite you to join me in finding ways to lay down our life so that we can find it. In all of your planning for your success, also plan for what you can give up so that we can see God move mightily on our behalf, bring about miracles in our lives individually, but together as a church. This is the invitation that God gives us in Luke chapter 9. Happy New Year.